So today my special guest is Mr. James Scott. James is going to be talking about what it's really like to live with schizophrenia and we're going to go over some of society's biggest misconceptions as well as just answer some general questions. So thank you so much for being here and telling your story. I know a lot of people are super interested in this topic and will really love to hear what you have to say. Great. Uh, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's good to be here. Uh, it's good to... I, I like telling uh, and being as open about it as I possibly can uh, because there's a lot of stuff that people don't understand about it and obviously... Um, Dealing with those misconceptions is very important to me, uh, as well as it should be to uh, all people like me. Yeah, definitely. That's really important. Um, let's just start. Do you want to just kind of tell us a little about yourself? I know that you're really into improv. You have a blog and you write stories. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm 21 years old. I uh, grew up in Red Deer, uh, which is, uh, which is a fun city. Big uh, town. Big town. <laughs> uh, it's, it is a city. It is a city. Most people don't think it's a city. Uh, most people that know me are like, you came from a small town, right, James? I'm like, eh, not really. Uh, it, it's got a population of like 120,000 people. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm really an improv. That's the thing I do most often to spend my time with, uh, is, is doing improvised theater. Make things up as I go along. I try and be truthful on stage. And, uh, I, I try and make people laugh primarily. Uh, although sometimes we get into more emotional scenes and, and things like that uh but uh that's that's what i spend most of my time doing i do stuff with the uh the Kinkanauts right now i'm president of the university of calgary improv club uh i will be for at least half a year uh and then i'm giving it over to someone else uh <laughs> uh for this because uh, i've been president for two years now uh and uh and then, um, yeah, I write the other, the other, when I'm not doing improv, I write, or, uh, which is, which I have a blog, which I haven't written on in a long time, uh, because I've been so busy with university, uh, because I've been writing for university stuff, because university takes a lot of time, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, uh, so I ho I'm hoping to get back on that, I have a few plans for blog ideas, so hopefully uh, I will get to do some of them sometime soon. Amazing. And what are you taking at, at the university? Uh, I'm in a Bachelor of Science Psychology. Uh, I took that because uh, when, I, when I first got to university, I was, I was thinking of, uh, I, I didn't really understand myself uh, a whole lot, or uh, my condition or whatever, uh, and I wanted to help people like me. So I went into Bachelor of Science in Psychology to understand myself better uh, my condition better uh, but then I was like and also because um, I want to help people like me but then I was like oh wow I have to take my master's to do that and I <laughs> I don't want to do that I don't I do not want to take my master's uh, and I can't even if I wanted to because I would need like a 3.85 GPA oh, wow. uh, and I would need to take honors and all this stuff it just wouldn't happen which I didn't know going into it. I uh, wish someone would have told me I would have saved like $50,000. But anyways, um, uh, that, but anyways, um, university is not a, wouldn't be a scam if it was free, but 
you know. Anyways, that's my socialist part talking. Uh, anyways. <laughs> it's a topic for another um, day. Yeah, it's on for another day. Um, yeah. Very cool. Um, so can you tell us from your point of view, and you're probably most qualified to tell us, what is schizophrenia? Uh, schizophrenia is a, uh, a mental illness that uh, it's, it's a disease of, of the brain. Basically, uh, what happens is um, most often is that when you're going through uh, puberty, like when you're a child, there's, uh, your brain has a lot of different connections because you're, you're learning so fast and you're learning all these different new things. So your brain does this thing called pruning. And when it prunes your brain, it, it removes a lot of these connections. Uh, a schizophrenic uh, like myself, uh, my brain, I mean, this is the working theory that we have right now at least, um, but... Uh, uh, my brain pruned itself too much, uh, so it got rid of a lot of the connections around in my brain, uh, and so there's a little hole in my brain uh, near, uh, in between the parietal lobe and the occipital lobe, uh, just like a little little hole, uh, and that's, and, and so connections don't go where they're supposed to, uh, and because of that, uh, neurotransmitters get flown around, and, and connections end in weird places, uh, which causes me to hallucinate. Uh, there's a lot of different kinds of schizophrenia, um, a lot of different uh, ways that it can happen. Sometimes it's degenerative. Mine isn't, um, but sometimes it is. Sometimes it gets worse over time. So, like, I, I hallucinate and I... Um, but you, there's a lot of different things that schizophrenia can cause. There's, like, delusions. Uh, you can have several different kinds of delusions like paranoia uh delusions of grandeur uh things like that uh there's a there's a very key thing in schizophrenia which i don't think is talked about a lot which is um the schizophrenics have a hard time telling the difference between dreams and reality mm. um so like you will dream something and you won't know if it actually happened or not very often uh that's just a thing that's very common for people who are going through psychosis, uh, which is what we call schizophrenic symptoms is mm-hmm. psychosis. Um, there's a, like, you can go through catatonia, which is a lack of movement. There's tremors, which is a great deal of movement. I used to have that a lot more. Schizophrenia is, is the title for anything that involves psychosis, uh, for the most part. Back to that point about like reality versus dream. Is there something that you personally do that helps you realize what's a dream and what's not? Basically, the things that usually helps me remember. I mean, like I, I'm more grounded now that I'm medicated. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I wasn't medicated, I wasn't medicated for seven and a half years, uh, which is a horrible uh, amount of time to not be medicated when you're yeah. psychotic. Um, uh, yeah, I uh, I have I had a few strategies, uh, but like mostly, um, you take your reality, uh, you know, one day at a time, and you don't assume that anything is the case that mm-hmm. happened the other day, unless it happens over and over and over and over again. Right. Like, for example, um, you know, if you uh, dreamt you kissed someone or something like that and then there's no affection the next day, you might be like, oh, that probably never happened (laughs) Um, because there's a good chance it didn't, Um, you know? uh, But you have to, like, put into frame of reference the different events, sequence of events uh, that have happened to, to, like, make sense of all of it because sometimes it's confusing. Um, And when did you start realizing or noticing symptoms and... Uh, I was 12 and a half, 
Um, I was 12 and a half when I first first started to hallucinate. Although, um, if I if I really think back, uh, there were a few things. Uh, I had a few tendencies that were a little strange when I was like 11, even. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm sure like an expert psychologist probably could have pointed it out at the time. But of course, um, you don't set. Uh, an expert psychologist to any just any kid mm-hmm. um so i was 12 and a half when i first started to hallucinate when i first started really knowing that like something was wrong mm-hmm. uh and I, I just got uh into this uh sense of um like that uh i was i was very religious at the time so like i i started thinking that like heaven and hell were fighting for my soul and that like there was this demon in my head uh who was like going to drag me to hell and then I was a horrible person and that um that I should be dead uh and stuff like that um so yeah that that uh that that happened when I was 12 and a half so yeah (laughs) so when you first so at 12 and a half like how did they diagnose you uh they didn't diagnose me until I was uh 20 because they didn't tell anybody Oh, that's, that's good. <laughs> uh, well, like, ni- I was I was 19. I was 19. Yeah, I was, I was like, almost 20. I was almost 20. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other thing is you need to go to a psychiatrist to be diagnosed. I went to a therapist when I was, like, thir- uh, yeah, 13. And I was, like, really, when it was really bad. I went to a therapist. Uh, and uh, and they, they thought I was schizophrenic. Probably, because, uh, you know, I described my symptoms to them. But uh, they were, they didn't, uh, they, they can't diagnose that. You have to go to a psychiatrist to get a diagnosis uh, of schizophrenia. Or uh, most mental illnesses, I, I believe. Uh, so, yeah, and then I went to that therapist like twice or three times. Uh, and then I just didn't go because I, I knew that, like I saw that my suffering was affecting my parents, and mm-hmm. so I just kind of pretended it wasn't happening. Uh, and then um, when I was almost twenty, I went to a doctor, uh, and then eventually to a psychiatrist, and then he uh, he would diagnose me. Mm-hmm. I was schizophrenic. I still see him every now and then, um, which is great. <laughs> nice. And is that kind of when you started taking medications for it then? Yes. Uh, when I uh, when I first went into the doctor, uh, I went. I just went to a just a regular doctor uh, because you have to go to a doctor before you can mm-hmm. go to a psychiatrist. Um, so I went to a doctor and uh, I told her uh, about my symptoms. I told her that I, I was a schizophrenic, that I thought I was a schizophrenic. I was like, I know. I've been studying this for a long time. I, I kind of kind of know uh i'm like i don't know for 100 percent sure but i'm like pretty sure <laughs> that i'm a schizophrenic and she the she asked me this question and like i'll never forget like how much she's a good doctor because she like knew to ask this question right away mm-hmm. which was like are you sleeping and like really concerned are you sleeping and i was like well i mean you know i kind of uh you know <laughs> Like, I sleep, like... Four hours. Yeah, like, two, three, four hours a night. Oh, no. Uh, you know, most of the time. Uh, and then I crash every now and then for, like, 13. Um, you know, I, I kind of sleep. <laughs> and she was like, yeah, okay, uh, I'm going to prescribe you this. And you're going to take it. Uh, and then you're going to tell me how it does. Uh, which was quetiapine. Uh, she 
brought, got me on a low dosage of quetiapine. Mm. Uh, and then uh, that evening, I went to the pharmacy. I got it. I was like, huh, okay. Uh, and then I went that evening, and I was like, this isn't going to work. Uh, this is dumb. Uh, and then I, I took it, and I slept for 18 hours. Wow. Um, which was amazing. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, yeah, that was, that made me realize that maybe these are a good thing. <laughs> work. Uh, and I should probably take medication that this doctor <laughs> tells me to take. Uh, and then later on, I, uh, uh, diag- uh, I got prescribed Respiridol, uh, two milligrams at first and then three milligrams later, uh, which is actually a very high dosage of Respiridol. Uh, the the highest you can give someone, I believe, is like six or seven milligrams. Mm-hmm. Um, so three milligrams is actually quite a bit. So yeah, but uh, I went down to one point five milligrams recently because this is like an like I don't know, it's a level of psychosis that makes me comfortable, uh, and mm-hmm. it it, uh, it I'm still stable, and mm-hmm. I have an emotional range more than I did before. Which is great. Um, yeah, when I got when I got to the psychiatrist uh, and I went to his first appointment, he uh, I, I was talking to him about my symptoms and he said, uh, "Is diagnosis important to you?" And I said, "Yes, of course." Uh, and earlier he said, um, "What do you think you are?" And I said, "Schizophrenic." Uh, I I think I'm a schizophrenic. Uh, and then like I was like, "That's what I've been telling everyone." So hopefully I am. And if I'm not, then like <laughs> you should tell me now. Uh, and so he said, "Is diagnosis important to you?" I said, "Yes." Uh, and he said, cool, uh, you're a schizophrenic, like textbook schizophrenic, like a 100% easily a schizophrenic. Yeah. And I don't know, I felt really relieved, uh, when he told me that, like very, very happy mm-hmm. that I was right. Uh, mm-hmm. and that I, that all of this stuff that had been going on was actually real, you know, and that I, that I'd been dealing with stuff, uh, that, that was actually the right path you know that I wasn't something other than yeah, what I thought sure. I was and for you is it more like visual hallucinations auditory a little bit of both the most common hallucination that most schizophrenics experience is auditory hallucinations visual hallucinations are the second uh, actually I think they're the third most likely I think olfactory sensations uh, which is your nose mm-hmm. uh, is the is the second most likely but uh, yeah, visual visual uh, hallucinations aren't super common, just because uh, your your brain uh, you prioritizes vision over all your other senses. Um, but um, I think <laughs> yeah, auditory hallucinations are mostly what I experience. Uh, every now and then, I will experience visual hallucinations once in a blue moon mm-hmm. uh olfactory hallucinations are are very common for me as well uh and then i, I also get touch sensations uh and stuff like that that's Different. interesting i didn't know about the olfactory sensations yeah so you can actually like smell things yes yeah 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 but yeah, like you, you, it's basically your senses misfiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your, any of your senses can misfire really if you're a schizophrenic. I mean, you might think that, uh, any of your senses, any of your different senses are, mm-hmm. are misfiring while you're, uh, especially, um, when you're asleep, because, uh, when you're asleep, uh, the fun, th- uh, fun fact about the human body is that when you're asleep, you're basically in a sedative psychosis. 
uh, everyone is. So, like, when you, uh, when a schizophrenic goes to sleep, that just, like, amplifies it so much because they're not, like, in reality anymore. Uh, and then um, they just drift off into different worlds and stuff. Uh, very commonly, uh, if you go to a schizophrenic and you ask them, like, what they did yesterday, they'll tell you something that happened in their dream, and they'll be like, I went to heaven last night. Uh, and I would have said that probably if when I was 12 and a half, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which, like, uh, it's like, that's what they dreamt, and they don't tell the difference between what actually happened and what they dreamt and stuff. Wow. Um, and how often do you have these hallucinations? Uh, I hallucinate... Um, auditory hallucinations every like hour and a bit uh just every hour and 10 minutes probably if i had to average it out mm-hmm. um yeah it uh it's uh you know but they come in bursts they come in certain things uh it, certain factors will make me hallucinate more stress will make me hallucinate more what about like substances uh substances will yeah if i drink a lot of alcohol it has to be a lot of alcohol mm-hmm. um but uh yeah that'll that'll make it that'll worsen it marijuana uh i cannot take thc it's very bad for me uh mm-hmm. it's a hallucinogenic thc is yeah uh so uh schizophrenics should not take thc at all i have before it's very bad yeah it's not good uh it just it makes you it's like uh it's like doing acid that's been tampered with uh for a regular person oh god uh, yeah it's not great yeah um yeah don't do it people yeah so let's talk about some misconceptions so do you find that the media misportrays what schizophrenia is really like um i mean yeah you you always hear um People on the people on the radio and stuff, uh, and, and like um, on the on the news networks, they're always like, "Oh, there's this there's this like criminal in there, you know they they killed someone and they, and they were crazy, you know <laughs> they they like they uh, you know they just like uh, they this person had like schizophrenic tendencies or like um, like oh this shooter was dealing with uh, mental illness and, mm-hmm. and like all this other stuff. And you can say this about like any, any mental illness, but I think especially schizophrenia, uh, especially that because, um, because people don't, uh, like a lot of, cause like schizophrenia, like a lot of it is like, like a lot of it is like a degenerative disease and, and stuff like that. Uh, and a lot of, when people think schizophrenics, they usually think of like really bad schizophrenics, mm-hmm. like schizophrenics that have it really horrible. Mm-hmm who like can't function without like several thousand uh, milligrams of like shots of medication, Mm -hmm. which costs thousands of dollars and they have to live on welfare. Um, That's usually what people think. Uh, And uh, that's not what is the case usually. Um, Yeah. It's, it's more often people like, uh, like me or, uh, like a little worse off than me. Uh, most of the time I'm very well off as schizophrenics go. Mm-hmm. I'm very high functioning, but, uh, you know, there's, there are lots of people like, uh, uh schizophrenics out there who live normal lives and, and take antipsychotic medication mm-hmm. and, uh, just live normal everyday lives, uh, work in an office, you know, have a wife, um, yeah. have kids, you know, that's like, that's all, 
that that's that's that uh, you know completely normal to to live a normal life uh, as a schizophrenic and uh yeah it's just uh, the media usually portrays us as these these uh villains who need to be uh like controlled i guess uh which yeah. is which is uh which is weird yeah i i remember i've been to like girlfriends houses in the past uh where i i meet their parents and i'm like in edmonton with them and then their parents are like oh don't you know don't get your head chopped off by a schizophrenic on the ground home and i just oh have to look gosh. at them and i have to be like ah excuse me <laughs> i'm the schizophrenic on the ground home you know uh i don't tell them that because i don't i don't have the balls i don't to know tell, how well that would go uh, i don't have the balls to tell conservative parents that i'm a schizophrenic but uh you know that was my next question when you like meet someone for the first time is that something you tell them right away or do you kind of wait until you uh i uh i uh, young people i usually tell uh like people my age i I think because most people uh i i don't tell everyone my age i I guess Mm -hmm. i i I play by ear uh you know it's uh i would i would like almost compare it uh to uh, akin to like outing yourself uh, for, uh, for your sexuality. Uh, it's just like, you don't know who's open-minded enough to accept your status in the world. So like, I, uh, very often I'll, I'll just tell like university students, um, uh, people that I've had like, you know, a a certain amount of interactions with. Usually I, I do like three, um, and then, um, that, that are like, that I, I talk to them about like basically if i f- if i add them on facebook they'll find out eventually so right. if i add them on facebook then then i'm like oh yeah i'm a schizophrenic <laughs> uh you know i don't i don't go out of my way to tell people but usually uh they're like oh yeah if you if you're smoked weed and i'll be like i can't because i'm a schizophrenic uh, but i have yeah right. <laughs> um uh or like yeah something like that you know what is what's the schizophrenic community like in calgary uh, this is a thing I can't actually uh, give a lot of information on uh, because uh, I'm I don't really know uh, to be honest. I want to get more involved with that, but uh, they have a schizophrenic society uh, of uh, schizophrenic society of Alberta or or of Canada, I think, uh, which um, provides resources to schizophrenics, uh, specifically schizophrenics uh, in Calgary. Uh, there's one in Edmonton too. Uh, I I've never gone to it because I felt I've never felt like I needed the resources right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know I know they're available to me, uh, which is awesome, and I really support that. Uh, there is uh, also the Canadian Mental Health Association uh, in Calgary, which um, also provides resources for any mentally ill person uh, and uh, does stuff. A lot of um, initiatives in cities that tackle uh schizophrenic issues uh also tackle homelessness uh because a great deal of uh homeless people are also schizophrenics i shouldn't say it's not the majority obviously or anything like Mm -hmm. that but it's uh like a great deal of schizophrenics i should say a great deal of schizophrenics are homeless and not the other way around because of you know how their disease has impacted their life uh, and like affected everything. I mean, like you go your whole life and you you can trust everything that you've ever heard or said or seen, um, and and then all of a sudden you can't. Uh, it 
it, it tears your life apart, uh, especially if you're older. You know, it 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 doesn't go well. Um, yeah, that's terrible. Uh, and uh, y- you know, so you 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 end. There's a good chance you'll end up on the streets or something, which is horrible. But but like um, you a lot like a lot of schizophrenic issues also deal with homelessness mm-hmm. because um with homeless schizophrenics because like i said that's it's very common for uh schizophrenics who don't have who can't access resources to be homeless mm-hmm. um, another question just popped into my head back to the hallucinations are they ever positive yeah uh certain hallucinations are positive um yeah it, it's funny uh you uh in different societies uh they're more likely to be different um uh types of hallucinations uh so like in collective societies like um uh, like india or uh like certain uh african communities uh schizophrenics will usually experience positive hallucinations like um you know like positive words from elders and oh. and things like that uh from ancestors and stuff like that um obviously it's still a little. Uh, it's still debilitating, uh, because you you can't uh, discern what is reality or not. Yeah. Um. But, but uh, individualist uh, individualist cultures like uh, United States, Canada, w- we are more likely to experience negative hallucinations because our perceptions of what other people think about us as individuals are more important to us than than uh, what the than our collective group is and it's more about our own personal struggles uh which is interesting i i find that yeah that's really interesting actually um yeah uh but yes i do i do experience positive hallucinations uh quite uh quite frequently uh i actually have uh i have five voices in my head uh five steady voices in my head uh i've had several voices coming in and out at certain points uh in in my life but um but I have five steady voices that have pretty much always been around or have been around at least since I was 15 and a half, mm-hmm. uh, which is, um, I, I have like, I guess two negative ones, one neutral one and two positive ones. The negative one, uh, the, the, the one most common one is the, uh, is, uh, the most negative one, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is the shadow man. Uh, he's the demon that I thought would drag me to hell. Uh, back when I was uh, very young, he he talks in a in a sort of weird voice, uh, like in a in a harsh voice, like gravelly voice, uh, that uh, and sometimes very loud and right in my ear, uh, which is like kind of like a you know if you if you imagine a demon's voice or or what a twelve year old would imagine a demon's voice to be, it's a lot like that. Uh, so yeah. Well, that's a little creepy. Uh, uh, but the second most common one is a positive one. Uh, her name is Emma, uh, and she she's good. Uh, she talks talks to me about stuff in my life, um, and uh, just like helps me along uh, with stuff. And uh, I usually just talk to her about my feelings uh, sometimes because I actually do engage in dialogue with them once in a while. Um, but I, I used to talk to her a lot more often. But yeah, she uh, she just uh, you know asks me questions and and stuff to uh, to further uh, accentuate my feelings about things. 
Uh, yeah. Oh, that sounds kind of like dissociative identity disorder. Are those similar in any sense? Uh, dissociative identity disorder is a, a lot different because, um, because uh, you know, I, I hallucinate sounds quite frequently. I, I hallucinate sounds way more than I hallucinate voices. Uh, I hallucinate uh, uh, like or like random people saying things or like you know just random voices I've heard in my life some point saying different things uh and like noises and and different stuff I'll hallucinate music sometimes um but I you know the voices in my head uh, you know uh they're all familiar entities uh that just like exist within my subconscious dissociative identity disorder is a lot different because uh those uh, those identities like take over um all right. For you, uh, so like, uh, and we don't even know if dissociative identity disorder exists necessarily. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it does personally, but uh, I'm not an expert psychologist, so I can't really say for sure. But uh, the those people like um, like take over, and then the the host person, um, the host identity, does not remember what happens when the different identities oh, okay. take over their whole body. Uh, and stuff so yeah i don't have that um but uh i can see why some people would think of the similarities and stuff Uh, but yeah i just have voices uh which just talk to me uh which is very very common um uh i knew uh i uh my i was told about this one schizophrenic who uh who uh, hallucinates a, a duck that talks? Uh, it's just a no. uh, it's just a regular duck, uh, but that that talks. Um, and uh, he just kept it around and would always talk to the duck uh, as um, as an entity that his subconscious made up um, that puts that uh, that he can interact with. Hmm. Um, yeah, I think uh, the the other thing about uh, schizophrenia. Uh, the reason why we can't differentiate between dreams and reality is because dreams and reality feel so similar. Uh, when you're in reality uh, as a schizophrenic, you, you know, obviously there are certain things that are different than in dreams, but, um, but the, but it's a lot of like, like when you when you have like a duck that you talk to, you know, you that feels just as real as anything you dream up because, um, and and because. You know, and everyone can't see that, but every everyone can't see your dreams. So it's right. it's it's all, you know, you you sometimes you trust yourself a little too much uh, when you don't know that you're not allowed to trust yourself. What's real or not? Um, what's the hardest part about living with schizophrenia? Uh, ooh. uh, wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think honestly, it's, it's like that not being able to trust yourself, your senses and stuff. Uh, I think that's probably the hardest part, uh, for me at least. Uh, but more like that accentuated is like going to sleep. If you fix your sleep problems as a schizophrenic, you can fix a lot of stuff as a schizophrenic. Uh, which is I've I've found at least I don't know if that's that's universally accepted to be the truth, but um, from what my doctors have done for me and what my doctors have have uh, prescribed to me and and taken with me uh, and uh, and stuff, um, the the more sleep you can get, the 
the better you'll the better off you'll be um because uh but sleeping is hard because uh with schizophrenia very often you'll have very vivid horrible nightmares or very vivid dreams that you don't want to wake up from and uh they that uh you know that control a lot of your life uh by like um making you think that things happened or making you feel guilt for you know what happened in your dreams uh because like you it's not uncommon to have when you're going through psychosis to have horrible nightmares where you know you do despicable things uh and you you know and then when it feels real to you 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 feel guilt for it uh because it feels like you really did those things mm-hmm. um but obviously you didn't uh you know but it's you feel guilt that your brain would even come up with that uh even um even so was there ever a time where you felt so convinced that you did something or said something and you like refused to believe that you didn't um uh, uh i yeah yeah uh well, earlier earlier on uh i would always question my friends and stuff on on certain certain things uh of whether or not they happened i would always be like oh this totally happened and then people would be like oh this uh, that totally did not happen mm-hmm. um but like i don't know there's um you know i would have dreams where uh, i would like murder someone and then i would see them for the next two days uh, obviously because i didn't murder them uh and then uh you know uh and i would i'd be shocked uh and i would be like actively like 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 i'd seen a ghost like i i was i was not okay with the reality i was living in um mm-hmm. you know so yeah it, it it a lot of it uh like a lot of it has to do with like your dreams uh just like horrible stuff that you have to deal with uh with your dreams and stuff uh for me at least that's for for me i don't know if that's the thing uh when you when you look up the schizophrenia uh, uh society uh, of Canada or of Alberta, um, and uh, you you read their website description and stuff. Um, they uh, they have a section called uh, dealing with schizophrenic youth. If your child is uh, is schizophrenic, which like obviously didn't tell my parents, uh, so they couldn't have dealt with that. Uh, but uh, it uh, it has a section that says that most. Schizophrenic youth also deal with um, symptoms of post-traumatic stress disorder because, uh, like they say, it's it's like being dropped uh, in a war zone so young with no orders and no one to back you up, uh, which is very which is a very accurate description of what it was like um, being twelve and a half, and it's also why it's very debilitating um, because you hold a lot of stress um from your life uh and a lot of a lot of it is is fear and stress and um like overtaking a lot of feelings you have mm-hmm. um but obviously uh you can try to get over that with uh certain medication certain uh ways of thinking certain things uh so therapists can help Mm-hmm. Uh, psychiatrists can help, uh, but yeah, you need to you need to get it diagnosed quickly and get it dealt with, uh, and it's going to take years, um, which people don't understand sometimes. 
Do you know if it's more common to develop throughout childhood rather than adulthood? It's not, actually. Mm. It's very rare to have, for it to develop through childhood. Um, for men, and it affects more men than women, uh, I believe. Uh, I don't think the ratio is that skewed, uh, but it, it, it is skewed. Um, men, for men, it... it, it uh, it uh, uh, it usually comes up uh, in uh, your uh, early to mid twenties, uh, and then for uh, women, usually uh, early to mid thirties uh, is wow. usually when it develops. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, it's very rare for it to develop uh, in youth, but there are there are plenty of people out there who have. Uh, you know, you you just have to look it up, uh, schizophrenic youth, and you'll find plenty of art and stuff done by schizophrenic youth uh, about their hallucinations and things. Uh, yeah, I dated someone who was a schizophrenic youth uh, mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so it, it, yeah, it's uh, um, it's it's more common than people people think, uh, but it's it's not as common um, uh, as it developing in in adulthood. Hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's super interesting. Um, let's get into some of the questions that I got from listeners on Instagram. Cool. So the first one I have here is when talking about consciousness, do you find that sometimes you have more than one conscious? Uh, no, uh, I, I, my consciousness is, um, is my own self. Uh, it's just like the entities in my brain, the voices in my brain, uh, they just know everything that's ever happened to me. Uh, and they they know um, you know everything I've ever dreamt and stuff like that. Uh, and sometimes they know more than me, which is a little strange. Uh, uh, but sometimes I'll be lying in bed uh, and I'm, you know, like one example, I'll, I'm lying in bed and uh, I, you know it's in the morning and I and I've w- woken up just randomly and I'm like, why did I wake up? I should just go back to sleep. Uh, and then. Uh, you know, I'm like, uh, classes, whatever. I'm just going to go back to sleep. And then, uh, one of my voices will be like, you have a test today. And I'm like, Oh yeah, <laughs> I do have that. Like, I forgot about that, oh, but yeah. like, uh, they didn't, uh, which is, um, which is, a, it was just a fun little thing. Or like, I'm trying to think of something like, uh, why, why could she, why could she not hang out with me this weekend? What, what was, what was, uh, what was the reason for it? Uh, and then my voice will be like, oh, she had a softball tournament. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Uh, right, thank you. Um, yeah, that happens sometimes. It's pretty rare, though. Uh, but, yeah, it's 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 strange. I, I, I do like to, I, I do wonder if, if, uh, if they have their own little spot in my head that they go to think about things. But I, I wouldn't know uh, if they did. I think they're just, um, they're just, parts of me that that uh have have you know arisen uh and and because of patterns and, and things that, that they just keep coming back and showing up in different mm-hmm. things uh so yeah i don't i don't uh i'm my only consciousness uh so uh if you're looking for different consciousnesses uh that's that's more dissociative identity disorder mm-hmm. uh, where people People different uh, uh, identities will take take the take the spot of of consciousness, which uh, you know is not is never happens in schizophrenia, um, mm-hmm. and is very rare. Dissociative identity disorder is incredibly rare, like incredibly rare. 
like uh, like one in a million. Um, oh, wow. So it, it's, it, you know, you will probably never meet a person like that. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that is that is a common misconception for schizophrenia, too, uh, that, that people think um, schizophrenia is dissociative identity disorder, uh, and it's not. Uh, people think bipolar disorder, as well, is also mm-hmm. uh, like dissociative identity disorder in, in that you have two different personalities. Uh, but that's not the case. Uh, bipolar disorder is just you have manic episodes and depressive episodes. Uh, manic episodes are when you're on the top of the world and you feel uh, like amazing, like better than you could possibly ever feel, and you have like these big delusions of, of grandeur and stuff. And then uh, dep- uh, depressive episodes are when you're like just down in the slumps, like horrible, you can't even get out of bed, like just horrible, horrible depression, and you switch between those two. So it's not dissociative disorder you you will probably never meet a dissociative identity disorder person uh like one in a million like i said so all right good to know some of these questions we've already answered like separating dreams from reality yeah um another one was how aware are you of your condition um pretty aware uh it, it affects pretty much everything i do because it has to uh, i mean a lot of people's stuff affects any everything they do uh no matter what i mean like um you know it's just like it's a decision i have to when i have to make decisions i I usually think like what'll will this be easy with with uh with this uh with my schizophrenia or whatever um but it's just uh uh it's just um yeah yeah i mean like you know i i usually do things that scare me very often uh, or that scare my voices because um i uh like to uh <laughs> do things and if i didn't do all the things that my voices told me not to do then i wouldn't do anything um but uh very often i will make decisions uh, i like you know i won't very often i won't like start seeing someone if i don't think they could handle being with someone who has a meltdown at some point. Right. Um, you know, sometimes I think, like, uh, I don't know if I can commit to this, like, year-long thing if, like, you know, I need to know I can come back if if for a month or two I go off the rails, which has never happened to me, but it's it's a fear I have, and it's, it's you know, I can... There are bouts of time where I am like very psychotic and I can't do anything. Um, but that's, that's rare. Uh, and usually only happens with like very specific events. Uh, like recently when I went down to 1.5 milligrams, I I was having withdrawals. Uh, and I, um, there was a week where I could not do anything. I was hallucinating so much and I just like laid in bed, uh, hallucinated and, and, didn't go to class and stuff but uh yeah it uh uh there are certain decisions i i do have to make with that that little thing in my mind um but uh yeah yeah definitely um moving on to the next question and you don't have to answer this in great detail if you don't want to of course but what is the worst hallucination that you've had oh oh boy um hmm 
I won't go horribly into detail about the worst uh, hallucination thing because uh, w- that would probably be one of my nightmares where I did horrible things. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't really want to go into the full specifics of that because uh, it's it's horrible and nobody needs to know. Uh, um, but um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I, I guess like uh, when I was, uh, you know, 13, uh, a week after my birthday, my 13th birthday, uh, uh, Friday, June 11th, which was, uh, when I was, which was like 2012, it must have been, no, 2011, 2011, uh, I did have like a horrible episode where I, uh, uh, I tried, uh, to commit suicide, uh, which is, uh, which was, you know, fine, I lived, uh, obviously, uh, and, uh, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, it, it, uh, you can read all about it on my blog, um, but, uh, I, um, I went to, uh, to, I, I, I premeditated it, actually, because uh, I was having horrible episodes all week, uh, and then I went, uh, to a forest kind of near my house, it was, like, three miles outside of my house, uh, and then I, I went to slip my wrists, but I didn't, uh, and, uh, yeah, um, so, uh, and I'm glad I didn't, I'm very glad I didn't, uh, everybody who tries to commit suicide who doesn't, uh, usually, usually doesn't regret it, um, uh, very often they're very And you were super young. Alive. I was very young, I was 13, yeah, yeah, I was 13, uh, but yeah, I, uh, I, I had, like, a horrible episode when I actually got there, because I was so stressed, obviously, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just, like, I was seeing, like, lots of stuff, I was, I was hearing, like, like, you know, this, what I thought the sounds of heaven and hell would be, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, um, the, vo- the voices in my head, uh, just, like, were going nuts, there was, like, chorus, choruses of, of, of people, um, and, uh, yeah, it was just a lot of, a lot of sensory overload, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I make it a little more poetic in my story about it than it actually was, uh, admittedly, uh, but, uh, you know, need to make a compelling story. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty accurate. It's pretty accurate. So yeah, that, that was, that was pretty bad. Uh, I used to have episodes, which was, uh, I would, uh, I would start hallucinating really badly. Um, and, uh, I would like couldn't couldn't do anything so if i was at a party or something i would go into a private room uh and then i would hallucinate for around like 20 to 40 minutes um uh, and uh i would uh i would start shaking a lot because i I had a tremor i would start shaking a lot and i would i would lay down um and i would just i would just recite the last two lines of the poem invictus to myself which was uh uh, I haven't had an episode in a while, so I don't actually remember the last two lines of Invictus. I, I think it's, uh, I'm the captain of, I'm the captain of my soul, I'm the master of my fate, uh, which I, I believe that is the line. Uh, and then I, I would just recite that over and over and over again. And, uh, yeah, and basically I would just sh- sit there and shake uh, and hallucinate horrible things. Uh, and then I would get up, compose myself, go through some breathing, for a little while, and then I would join back into whatever I had to do. Oh, wow. Um, but uh, I have had a, episodes when I've had to do things, like been on stage and stuff, 
and usually I just go to the side and, and pretend not and like try not to do stuff. But I, I have fought through it, but it's just very painful and very uh, stressful. Um, but I don't have I don't have uh, episodes very much anymore, uh, or rarely at all, um, if at all. I haven't had a, a, an episode in like over a year now. Uh, which, That's awesome. Which is uh, very good, very mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, and if I do have an episode, I have like mini episodes, I guess. But uh, yeah, it's I don't have them very much anymore uh, because my body's gotten used to the Respiridol, which is great. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Um, last question. We kind of touched upon this, but when you hear voices, are they different voices? And do you ever hear your own voice? Um, they're they're all different voices. Uh, some of the voices uh kind of sound like me. Um, like the Shadow Man's voice, for example, is uh is a lot like me, but like as a demon voice almost. I guess sometimes, sometimes, sometimes it's just like a full different voice uh, that's completely alien to me uh sometimes the, some of the voices are similar to people i know um but they're never like quite right i guess and uh yeah the uh the there's this one voice uh that i call uh the man uh which is like he's basically god uh and uh he sounds like me uh if i was 50 years old uh which which is a strange thing to think uh but like that's kind of kind of what it what it's like but yeah most of the time uh whenever the the voice in my head is my my voice it's my own thoughts so <laughs> you know which obviously is fine um yeah so so i don't uh i don't hallucinate my voice very often but sometimes get to know Well, yeah, I think that'll be a wrap for today. Um, Thank you so much again for coming on and sharing your story. I learned a lot, and I know a lot of people will also have a lot of takeaways from this as well. So, yeah, thank you so much. Great, no problem. Thank you.